Today's date, April 16th, 2020. We are just over a month since the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 to be a pandemic. It took 82 days to hit 1 million reported cases. After that, it then only took 14 days to hit the next million. The U.S. is currently reporting the most cases and fatalities in the world. And while many states are issuing stay-at-home orders, the citizens are rebelling against these decisions. So now we're hearing about some people in some states protesting stay-at-home orders aimed at slowing the spread of coronavirus. In Michigan, protesters followed social distancing guidelines by driving around the state capital of Lansing, hoping to cause a traffic jam. Well, Bill, it's still going on. This thing started at around 11 o'clock this morning and it shows no signs of stopping. They wanted to clog the streets here and that's exactly what they're doing. They're sending a message to Governor Gretchen Whitmer that they don't agree with her stay at home order. They say it goes too far, takes away their rights. Michigan saw their streets filled up with cars and protesters, blocking traffic to the hospitals, including ambulances. And this has nothing to do with any conspiracy theory. This protest is against the stay-at-home orders and is to open up the state, to allow people to go back to work and have life continue as it did before the coronavirus outbreak. I can't go between those houses. You can't buy paint. You can't buy lawn, you can't buy lawn fertilizer or grass seed or whatever. I mean, come on. All statewide, really? You know, it's time for our state to be opened up. We're tired of not being able to buy the things that we need, go to the hairdressers, get our hair done. And with this mindset, it only escalates the problem in Michigan. Michigan is reporting a similar number of cases as other states, such as Pennsylvania, California, and Massachusetts. But Michigan has almost two times the amount of fatalities. In Canada, the government has released the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit as a way to supplement the loss of wages for many Canadians. On Monday, we launched the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. More than four and a half million claims have been processed, which means people are already receiving their $2,000 for this month. We're also working on legislation to bring in a wage subsidy to help employers keep people on the payroll while working on new loans for business owners. We will keep expanding our three-point economic plan to protect jobs, support business owners, and get everyone the help they need. Things will get better. And once they do, you can be sure that our country will come roaring back. But this could be our new normal for the time being. As a country, we've gotten through tough times before. We stood together, united and strong. Right now, the future can seem even more uncertain than normal. If you've lost your job, if you're worried about an elderly parent, you probably want to know what to expect. COVID-19 arrived in Canada later than in other countries. So we're in an earlier stage of the outbreak. That means we have the chance to determine what our country looks like in the weeks and months to come. But we're at a fork in the road between the best and the worst possible outcomes. The best possible outcome is no easy path for any of us. 
the initial peak, the top of the curve, may be in late spring with the end of the first wave in the summer. This will be the new normal until a vaccine is developed. It's important to note, vaccines take time. This new normal could last years. But people all around the world are working hard to get a vaccine. The private company Moderna has created a vaccine called mRNA1273 and has enlisted 45 healthy adults to start receiving the vaccine. This is unprecedented because they've skipped the typical years of animal testing and instead are doing it at the same time as their human trials. But experts believe they receive permission because they're not actually inserting a modified virus into individuals, but rather a sequence that codes for the tiny protein spikes that are on the virus that connect with human cells. That was a clip from the YouTube channel ASAP Science. Check them out for more science videos, as well as a bunch of very interesting and informational videos on COVID-19. But vaccines can take decades to create. Luckily, with so many eyes on this coronavirus, many professionals believe a vaccine will be ready in just one to two years. That is, if we continue to work together to prevent this spread. Not only can we all help by staying home, we can help by preventing the spread of misinformation, also known as fake news. I'm Dylan Moore, and this is The COVID Diaries. I mentioned that we're just over a month into this pandemic, and it sort of seems that there are two camps of people. People who are bored, these people have nothing to do and are just waiting for life to start again. These seem to be the same people who aren't paying mind to social distancing. They're still seeing friends and they were probably seeing family for Easter. And they were also protesting in Michigan. Now the other camp, these are people who are using this time to stay busy doing other things. Learn a new skill, start a new project. You know, things you've been telling yourself you want to do but never had the time. I went from being in school full-time, working two jobs, having three radio shows, to having nothing to do. And I realized pretty early on that I was gonna lose my mind if I didn't fill my day with stuff to do. It actually took me like three days before I noticed the lack of things to do was actually getting to me. So now I spend my mornings learning a new language. I spend my afternoons podcasting or learning about sound design. You know, the cool sound effects you hear in video games and movies. And it's actually helped me a lot. But I wanted to see how other radio show hosts were doing. So I decided to talk to this guy. Well, good morning. Welcome in to another edition of Jazz in Session every Wednesday morning from 10 until noon. And a careers session today. Later on this hour, we'll find out what it's like to be the artistic director of a major jazz festival. That's Kareem Mosna, the host of Jazz in Session. It's a weekly radio show that's all about jazz, baby. The show started in 2011, titled as Jazz Essentials on the radio station 101.5 The Hawk FM, located in Hamilton, Ontario. In 2017, Kareem moved that show to 101 The Grand, uh, a radio station in Fergus, Ontario. And then in 2019, he brought the show back to 101.5 The Hawk, where he then rebranded the show to Jazz in Session. Obviously, he hasn't been able to do a show live out of the radio studio, but that has not stopped him from staying busy. 
Well, hello, I'm Kareem Mosna. Uh, you probably uh, hear me on various uh, times at 101.5 The Hawk, especially over the last few weeks where I've been doing pop-up shows in addition to my regularly scheduled jazz uh, in-session show. I've never actually heard of a pop-up radio show. Pop-up restaurants, sure, but radio shows, not so much. So I asked Kareem to explain. Yeah, so, you know, it, just with, with being, uh, you know, having this uh, studio set up, here it's it's pretty uh you know funny how i've set it up i basically have put blankets and pillows and and all that to sort of i guess get rid of the uh the reverb that you get in a room and stuff and and i got my microphone and so i've got it all set up and and i just realized you know i've got um all this music that's been sitting around uh that i haven't really done anything with so i thought well why don't i use however long this is going to be let's totally expand my range. I started out a few weeks ago. I did a show. I've always wanted to do one of those, you know, looking back kind of shows, you know. Uh, so I chose the year 1980. We played a whole hour of music from 1980. Not just 80s jazz, though. Kareem was taking a trip back to the 80s. You know, the decade of jean jackets, muscle cars, and tacking-looking furniture. I actually wasn't alive during this time. I'm just going off the movies I watch. Um, so yeah, we did, we did a 1980 hour, then we did a blues show, uh, and then we did acoustic. And just recently I did a whole hour, uh, songs about forbidden activities during COVID-19. Obviously with a show premise like that, I needed some examples. Uh, so for example, uh, Lenny Kravitz fly away. Okay. <laughs> because no one's flying anywhere, which I think are followed by A Million Vacations by Max Webster. Nice. Uh, David Bowie, Let's Dance. We shouldn't really be. <laughs> uh, and The Doors with Touch Me was the last nice. song I played. Oh, and That's Bare Naked awesome. Ladies, Pinch Me as well. So, yeah. <laughs> but I asked Kareem, when could people hear his pop-up shows? It's been a little bit random. So far, Tuesdays at noon has been pop-up hour time is sort of where things have been slotted. But this leads me to another interesting, interesting point about doing shows remotely. Sometimes, for example, today uh, was my regularly scheduled jazz day because we're doing this on Wednesday mm -hmm. uh, from 10 to noon. And so my first hour of jazz played, you know, nice. But in the second hour, instead of my second hour of my jazz show, Instead, the acoustic folk show I recorded a few weeks ago played instead. I didn't expect this podcast to turn into a mystery show, possibly even a true crime podcast. But I was prepared to get answers. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things um, uh, with automation. You know, you can get kind of those, those gremlins uh, <laughs> in, in the system there that, uh, that can cause weird things to play at, at weird times. And just like in every Scooby-Doo episode, when we remove the mask, the culprit is not who we thought. It's computers, right? I mean, maybe you did think that. This made this podcast one of the quickest open and shut true crime podcasts. So you know what? We had to return to basics. Kareem has been doing his jazz in session show for some time now. So I asked him, tell us about the show. I started hosting the jazz show in... 2011 going I think it would be going on nine years say say wow. for the say for the year and a bit that I stepped away from it um but yeah and it started at 101.5 the hawk and it's returned to 101.5 the hawk for the most for the longest part of those uh eight to nine years has been done in a live setting but there's been times where I've had to do it remotely and 
and that includes right now. Um, mm. So, um, but but you know, it's I I really miss being in the studio. It's just not the same when you're um, when when you're recording. It's just mm-hmm. you know, there's just something that um, really kind of keeps you on the ball uh, when you're live. It keeps you really uh, in the moment. And also, you can't be too much of a perfectionist. It's it's like, oh, I don't like how I had that little stumble there. I don't like how I didn't articulate, uh, enunciate that one syllable as well as I would have liked. Mm. So then it's like, okay, delete and go back. And, and I, sometimes you have to fight that. So we can see how jazz and session has had to adapt. But what about jazz artists themselves? Well, I think it, that goes for all types of performers, um, whether whether it be yeah jazz or even uh, you know a, a rock star or actors, you, comedians, you name it, uh, all now doing uh, you know shows over Facebook or Zoom, like we're using here, uh, because you know artists uh, their tours have been canceled, which you know is 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 hard. Uh, for the performers themselves, but also for those who run venues or who work in venues. They've been affected very hard by this. Now, I wanted to move away from jazz. I wanted to know what else Kareem has been up to and what changes he had to make in his personal life. Really, it hasn't been that strange. A lot of the other things that, I've, that I'm involved with as well, um, you know, with more of my uh, performing stuff and my improv and, and stuff like that, that's moved to Zoom. Remember how earlier in the show I talked about how important it is to stay busy? I figured doing his one radio show and the pop-up shows was enough to keep someone busy. But now I was learning he had much more going on than just radio. Yeah, yeah. I'm part of a, 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 a group uh, from Hamilton that, that does improv as well as another uh, uh, theater group in Toronto as well. So we've had to move a lot of our uh, rehearsals or gatherings or whatnot uh, over to, to this platform. So many people are doing meetings and calls over webcam. I guess it would be ironic if an improv group suddenly stopped meeting because they couldn't meet in person, right? They're supposed to be good at improvising. Anyways, I wanted to know what it was like doing improv over the internet. It's been a little odd simply because it's a bit odd to, to act, you know, and put on a scene or, or, or rehearse something. It demands, you know, having the full body you know, for the full body language and for, uh, you know, expressions. Sometimes internets are laggy. So sometimes it's like, what did you say? You know, when you're trying to get into your scene and you have to repeat it. And it, so it can be a bit clunky. It's, it's a little hard to watch at times simply because mm-hmm. sometimes things don't get properly communicated. There's a lagginess. It, it's, it, it's a totally different thing. Very strange. Personally, I'm in a similar situation. I play Dungeons and Dragons once a week, and we've had to move our sessions online, of course. But you don't realize how much body language and eye contact plays a part in group activities until you suddenly lose that. And you know what? As much as I'd love to sit here and continue talking about my adventures as a high elf slaying kobolds, this wasn't about me. I wanted to know what else Kareem was doing. It's allowed me to um, to to do things, uh, you know, that that perhaps I've I've have wanted to dive a little deeper into, and I think this is what you're hearing probably from a lot of people. Uh, but for example, you know, I've I've gotten deeper into things like, uh, you know, a certain form of meditation uh, that that oh. uh, has been going through Mohawk. Actually, it's it's a virtual uh, group that I've I've joined, and uh, it's it's really neat. You know, they they incorporate sound, chanting, and and the flute, and you know, again, all over Zoom. 
Uh, and it's been just, just a great experience and a great group to be a part of. Uh, I've also been doing a, uh, an online course uh, offered through McMaster called MindShift. Uh, I highly recommend it. it uh, it's, again, it's, it's just a great course for kind of um, understanding, you know, um, where the world's going and, and sort of being ready for it and being able to, to shift with it in, in various ways. So it's been really, really neat course. I thought I was doing a lot to keep busy, yet here I am talking to someone who's hosting a weekly show as well as random pop-up shows. He's doing improv, he's in a theater group, he's doing group meditation, and even online courses. But even with all that, he isn't able to escape from COVID-19. We talked earlier off-air, and he had mentioned it was entering his dreams. A couple weeks ago, I had this very, very interesting dream. It's funny, it's like in the dream, I, I was set you know, back a few years. And I was like, I, I think it was kind of like in my high school kind of days. And, 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 and I was, you know, sent home from school because of all this. Then I remember the next morning being back in my room and all that. And, and I was going across, uh, you know, the dial, the radio dial that is, and there was nobody on, like there was music, hmm. but there was nobody on. It was very weird. And then I went to another room on the computer screen, this big bulletin had taken over. And suddenly, you know, there was this, this younger person who didn't have a very authoritative tone, but it was just, was just talking. He was giving all, the, all these COVID updates, uh, you know, about everything, everything shutting down and the emergency uh, pandemic and, you know, all the stuff that we've been hearing all about. Then I returned to my room, stand across the dial, and still no one was talking. I, I don't know if that's symbolic of something, but... <laughs> I always believed that your dreams are trying to tell you something. Certain patterns or objects can hold meaning. And Kareem, Kareem thought the same thing. But was his dream trying to tell him something? I think sometimes we can get a little bit extreme with, uh, you know, some of those interpretations. There's books and blogs and uh, there's even, you know, dream coaches that you can, you know, hire to analyze your dreams. And But I think that's a little extreme. But But I do believe that it is telling us something because I have, you know, done some analysis, you know, when I've had uh, strange dreams. And I do find that often it, it reflects back to you, your present life situation. Do, do you keep a dream journal or anything like that? I do. Yeah. If, if something comes to me that, uh, you know, if I wake up in the morning and it's like, I, I remember it clearly enough, I, I will make notes. And because again, as I've said, it, I think it, it's revealing of some of your present life situation in some way. And we are a month into this pandemic. For some people, this time is going by fast. For others, not so much. You just mentioning that we're, that we're now over a month uh, that we've been basically in lockdown. It, it hasn't felt like that long. It's, it's gone pretty fast. Um, and I think that's, again, you know, because I, I am uh, continuing to, uh, to stay on top of things and, and continuing to, to stretch in different ways. Uh, but I guess also, in, in a way, this isn't too... Uh, abnormal. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of grew up an introvert. You know, I spent a lot of time basically by myself and kind of in my uh, in my own space. You know, I used to run an, an online radio stream, so I kind of would. Wow. So, so really, this is not too abnormal. Simply because this is this kind of reminds me of what I used to do. I was learning a lot during this talk. I never knew Cream ran his own internet radio station. I launched it when I was fifteen. I guess, I guess internet radio was still kind of 
in its infancy. Obviously, this is this is before things like podcasts and uh, were were basically you know mainstream. This this was kind of the pre-podcast era. You know, may, maybe you had traditional radio stations might have had a live a listen live stream. So this was very early on, and you know you could get these things for next to nothing or for free if you only if you wanted a limited bandwidth for like five listeners or something. Uh, yeah, and that's because I uh, again sort of you know growing up sort of introverted. I that's again why I got into radio is because that's pretty much what I spend most of my time doing as a as a kid. Because of that, I remember my my parents asked me one summer, "What do you want to do over the summer?" And I said, "Well, I want to launch my own radio station." <laughs> So I, re- I launched it, and it was, it was called The Machine Radio. Uh, basically, I took a little bit of uh, Welcome to the Machine by Pink Floyd, made that my theme song. Yeah, I played a, uh, just whatever. Uh, you, you could hear pretty much anything, and, it's, and it, that's why I touch upon some of these pop-ups that I'm doing now, including the, the, uh, some of the more eclectic ones I've been doing. Uh, Beyond Jazz kind of reminds me of that time in my life. Any final words that you wanted to put out there? I don't know if I have anything else to say. I think I said it all. So there you have it. I think one of my biggest takeaways was fill your day with productive stuff. I mean, it's totally fine to play more video games, watch more movies, whatever it is. But also don't let this time go to waste. There's a good chance we will be in this situation for quite some time. Use this time to learn something new or start that project you've been wanting to start forever. Just don't come out of this pandemic with nothing to show. And well, the world is currently reporting 2,214,861 cases with a total of 150,948 deaths. And in Canada, we are seeing 31,642 cases with 1,310 deaths. We truly live in strange times. And there's a line Kareem says during his radio show. Hey, it's Kareem Mosna. Join me Wednesdays, 10 a.m. to noon, as we get jazz in session. Remember, life is a lot like jazz. It's best when you improvise. And if there's any time that this statement would apply, it's right now. Stay home and stay safe. Take care, everyone.